Hello and welcome to Beauty with a Cause Mentally Inspiring Podcast. Today is Saturday, August 12th and it is late. It is 11.53pm going into 12 midnight and I just wanted to do a podcast because I have a lot playing on my mind and I figured why not just do a podcast I can share, talk and just let it all flow so I want to talk about tall guys life and love and a couple of other things but I just want to talk some about this and share a few things um, just share about where I'm at how life is going um, masking my transparency as I like to do and just be open clear and honest with you my people so about tall boys I'm gonna do the um, encouragement for the day slash kindness for the day towards the end Uh, I don't think I'll forget although I probably should write it down so I can remind myself so last weekend I was out with a friend And it was a very interesting conversation. Um, We have a lot in common. I feel like she is a very genuine, kind person. And we went out to this place called The Rio. And it's a very nice place here in Maryland. Nice scenery. And I don't people watch. But this particular day, we were people watching as we were talking. And we had various great conversations about different things and she also doesn't want children by the way like me and I have well I've always known I've always known this but I how can I say this okay tall men draw a certain attraction to themselves um some are aware of it and some are not I think um I think the ones that are confident are very aware of it and then they're the ones I guess that are not so confident they may not be aware of it because they may see their tallness as an interference rather than you know a plus or something that they can bask in and I don't know I don't want to say be arrogant but like be more confident in and think you know, I'm the man because I'm tall. Now, clearly, it takes more than you to be the man than just being tall. Because you have to have a lot of other things going for yourself. So, we we saw a lot of people, um, some interesting things. We saw pregnant women, women, all types of things. And we did see, we did see tall guys. Um, and we were just talking about tall men. And I learned from her, because I didn't know this, she said that tall men tend to make more money. Um, I don't know where she got this from, but that's what she said. And then she said something else. Uh, I can't remember right now. But I was shocked at that. And I think she said the reason why is because they hold a certain stature about themselves and something else. I don't remember. But I found that kind of interesting. But... I don't know, interesting and a bit shallow at the same time because I never want to be this type of woman that says, 
I'm only going to date you or deal with you if you're this tall. Because I personally feel that's very shallow. However, at the same time, tall guys are nice. I have been attracted to that. I still find it attractive, but it's not something that I'm going to say, that's all I'm dealing with. So it's not like, it's not like I'm going to say, if you're not this tall, you're not attractive to me. Because I feel like that's nonsense. For me, it's nonsense. Because I've seen guys that are under six feet that are handsome. And also, you can be a man that's, in, that's tall in your emotional connection, your consistency, how you treat me, um, your confidence to lead, your, experiencing, your experience in leading, um, your faith in Christ. You know, you can be tall in those things which are far greater than just being tall physically, as far as I'm concerned. So I don't like being shallow, and I find that shallow. Now, when I was in middle school, I knew that I liked tall boys. I'm like, you know, I like tall boys. And my, um, my first boyfriend was tall. He was 6'3", is, I say that like he's not alive anymore. He is 6'3". And I was like, this is nice. Because, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just a good feeling, but it's not the end all. It's not everything. And I think sometimes it's not all it's cracked up to be. Because I think sometimes women are so bent on he has to be this tall. And they're not looking at other things that are even more important. Like his character, how he treats you. Can he lead? Does he have a relationship with Christ? Um, Would he be a good provider? Is he a good provider? Does he have emotional intelligence? Can he keep a job? Does he want to work? Does he know where he's going in life? Does he know the calling God has on his life? All these things are important other than just, oh, he's 6'3". And I'm sure there are women that know that, but I think there's some women that are too stuck on his height that they pass up so many good men okay that are not six three or six foot or whatever your requirement of tallness is you pass all them up you get to pass up the man god had for you just because he's not six three or six four or whatever he's not in the sixes and i just personally think that's ridiculous so i think there's nothing wrong with having a preference but i feel like you should also be looking at other things like you have a preference but these other things are are important more important or just as important than he got to be six foot or six three or whatever because i don't know i just think that's shallow and i don't want to be that so no but i acknowledge the fact tall is nice tall is very nice but i don't have to have that and i don't have to have that to feel like my relationship is something or to feel protected and loved or whatever because you could be six foot six three and you don't protect me at all you just a waste of my damn time let me not say that but it could be like that oh but he's six three and he's fine girl please no okay look at substantial things so i'm short i'm five three so i think every man is taller than me unless you're a midget but, you know, um, I, I, I do like it if you're a little taller than I am. 
Um, if you're if you're exactly my height, <laughs> I don't really like that, but I'm not gonna pass you up. If I if I meet you and you're a great guy, I'm not gonna be like, oh well, we can't. This isn't gonna work because you're you're five three. So I have to really get to know you, though. Like, I have to really get to know your character. You have to be tall in other areas that are important to me. Man of God. You know, the calling God has, has on your life. All these things. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because there's more important things, of course. But you have to be in alignment with those things in order for me to consider you. Regardless of what height you are. But, you know. A little taller than me I prefer I would prefer so I was just acknowledging that in myself and I don't feel bad about that because I'm not shallow if I was shallow I would feel bad but I'm not shallow but I can still acknowledge that I am attracted that tall guys are attractive I have been attracted to tall guys and I still find tall guys attractive but I'm not going to say that's all I want and you have to be this tall in order for me to even consider you if I were dating again and truth be told, I may or may not have to go back out there. And I'm not afraid, as God is my savior, my protector, my director, my molder. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I can't be afraid because I can't. Because I don't, I don't want to stay stuck in something out of fear. No one should. So I'm not afraid. Now, do I want to go back out there? No, I don't. I really don't. But if that is what has to happen later on in my future, then so be it. Because at the end of the day, I have to love me first. I have to love me first. And I will not subject myself to something that I don't really want to do just for the sake of someone else. That is never okay. Not for me. And it shouldn't be for you either. So, my dear tall guys, you all are great, you know, but I I think that you, the ones that are arrogant, that's not a good thing. And I don't think that you should, like, use your tallness to your advantage or try to get over on women because of your height. Because I think some men actually do that. And I think tall guys are intimidating. They can be. Because I know my old pastor was like 6'9". And I just felt he was intimidating. Now, if you're tall, but you're kind, caring, compassionate, gentle, well, then I don't, I don't feel intimidated. But I will have to get to know you first to know that you're not intimidating. But the minute I see you, or if you're always serious, you don't smile, you just have this standoff look about yourself, well, then I'm going to feel intimidated. So... So yeah, so tall guys are a thing. I'm aware of that. But I do think that women should not only focus on tall guys. I'm not saying that you should be with a midget. That is extreme. But what I'm saying is I feel like you shouldn't be so shallow to where it's I only want this type of man. I only want tall men. And that's it. Because you could be passing up a lot of great men that aren't tall or as tall as you would like. So I thank God, because it's only because of Jesus that I'm not shallow like that. And I was actually able to meet great men. I, I, I know one now that is not 6'3", 
but he is a good man. It's just that we want different things, but he is a good man. And he can be better with growth and time in the Lord and some therapy. But we just want different things when it comes to children. But that doesn't negate the fact that he is a good man. So, yes, ladies, take note. Don't be shallow because you could be missing up, passing up a great, great guy just because he's not 6'3 or 6'6 or 6'5 or whatever your preference is in height. So anyways, that's my uh, thoughts on tall guys. And also, I want to talk about life. Life be life in. But God also be Godding. That doesn't make any sense, but y'all get what I mean. So I have been dealing with a lot on my mind, like internally. But I'm trying to get through it. I had a lot of plans and things I wanted to get done this summer that I was I was not able to do. Um, one was to move, but that has not been working in my favor, and it has been a, a little it has been a little disappointing and discouraging. But I'm not giving up because I feel like I need to. Get to a place to where I know that I could do it if I needed to. Like go out into the world and be on my own. As scary as that may sound because I've never done it before. I feel like I, I need to know that I can at least do it. Because I've never done it. So I don't know that I can do it. It's challenging. It's scary. It's different. It's new. It is the unknown. But I'm open to it. And I'm kind of thinking about his roommate, but I don't know because I, I can't think of anyone and I don't want to live with anyone that I don't know. Um, so life be life in y'all. And sometimes I get overwhelmed because I'm thinking about all these things I have to do. I'm still going to therapy. So my mental condition, I'm taking care of that. Thank the Lord. And it's just a lot sometimes. But talking about it helps. Therapy helps. Support, encouragement helps and just knowing that there's always hope because there's always God tomorrow's in the day and you know things are going to work out I have to have that hope for myself and um I don't know sometimes I get these random thoughts because sometimes my mind is all over the place and I hope this helps somebody because I know a lot of us struggle with keeping our minds clear I don't think anybody has ever been able to do that so my mind wanders sometimes I get these random thoughts like what are you going to do when not when um what are you going to do when your mom passes away like I don't sometimes I'll just get that randomly in my mind or what if this happens and some people call it intrusive thoughts I don't think I get intrusive thoughts I may have to look that up. I don't think I get intrusive thoughts. I just get random thoughts sometimes here and there, like once in a blue moon. And I'll, I'll like shove it away, but I, I know I had the thought. It's like you knew you had the thought, but you shove it away. So that's what happens to me. But I don't get intrusive thoughts like that. So I wouldn't call it that. Like they don't like just bombard my life and my mind on a consistent basis. But... 
I don't know. I think about those things. And sometimes I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't want to go through that alone. And I know, I know that I wouldn't because I'm going to meet somebody. I know that I am. And because I have this hope for myself and because I'm working on myself and I'm doing the inner work and I'm allowing God to mold me, I know that I will meet the man that I'm supposed to be with if I haven't already. So I'm not going to say, oh, Morella, you're going to spend the rest of your life alone. I know that's not going to be the case at all. But I just still worry that I don't want to have to go through that alone. And who, my mom isn't sick. She's not leaving anytime soon, but it's just, I don't know. I get these thoughts sometimes. And I wish I could say I give it to Jesus right away, but that would be a lie because I don't. Um, sometimes I, I let it sit. I don't let it fester, but it'll sit. And then I'm like, okay, don't even think about that. Just stay in the present. And I think we struggle with that sometimes because we don't stay in the present as much as we should because we're always thinking about the future or the past or what we did or what we should have did or could have did and all that. So I'm trying to stay more in the present because this is what we have and we need to enjoy it because the present is to be enjoyed. It's not to be spent thinking about what you did do or could have done or the future. So, and I'm a planner. So, I'm, you know, I'm not that spontaneous. So I guess I, I don't know. I'm a planner as far as I like to plan out my day or what I'm going to do on what date. And I like to write it down in my calendar and all that. But I'm not, I guess I'm not the type of planner to where I plan my whole life to where I know what I'm going to be doing in five years because I don't know or some people say you know they, they have their life so planned out that they know where they want to be in 10 years what they want to be doing in 10 years I don't have my life planned out like that because I don't know what I want to be doing in 10 years I, I don't know like just thinking about that right now it's just a bit overwhelming for me I just I just know what I want this year I know what I want this fall this summer but 10 years, 11 years from now, like, I don't know. That's too much to think about right now. So I, I don't, I don't know. So yeah, that's just, you know, life. That's how life is going for me. Um, as, as I've already shared, you know, I think I shared this. I don't remember or not. Um, my relationship is potentially ending and I say potentially because I don't know I guess maybe there's a shred of hope but at the same time I face reality for what it is because I do I do not want to be in this place of denial and not accepting things for what they are and not facing them head on like that irritates me I don't like when people do that so I'm not going to do it and truth of the matter is I'm not having anyone's baby. I don't care who you are. You can be Morris Chestnut. You could be Shamar Moore. I don't care who you are. I am not giving birth to anyone's baby. I don't want to. Now, kids, kids are okay. I don't have to have them. I don't feel like I'm not worthy without them. I don't feel like my life doesn't have value without them. I can take it or leave it. So that's why I said I can do surrogacy or adoption. But again, and I've said, I feel like I've said this so many times, that is not what my boyfriend wants. He wants me to 
carry a child for nine months and give birth to a child at 42 years of age. No, sir. No. And you know, I wish he would have more empathy, but he doesn't. Not not towards that. Well, he says he does, but he really doesn't. Not towards that. Maybe towards other things, but you don't have empathy towards the fact that I'm 42 and you're wanting and expecting this of me. I feel like that's unreasonable, unfair, and selfish. And I've told him this to his face, so this is nothing new. I don't like that. Okay? That's that's not empathy. You're thinking about what you want, how you see it, this optimistic, whatever picture you have in your mind that you don't even know if it's going to go that way because I'm already high risk. And the thing is, even if I wasn't 42, I'm still not doing it. So those are the things I remind myself of when I feel like maybe this could possibly work. Because it can. That's just the truth. Not with me sticking to what I've decided, which I've been sticking to since day one. And not with you being certain, which it sounds like you are, that you want to be a father, you want a child, and this is the way you want it. Can't have it both. Can't have it both. Can't have it both. And I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You know, because it's like, why, why am I sorry? I can see if I lied to you and I told you from the beginning I want kids. And then all of a sudden, five, six years later, I'm like, you know what? I changed my mind. No, sir. I told you from day one. I don't want to have anything to do with pregnancy. You knew. Okay? So, sorry, but not sorry. I've been clear. I've been honest about that from day one. Now, if you wanted to think otherwise, or if you wanted to be in denial, or if you were hoping I would change my mind... That is on you, but I was honest. So that's that. So dealing with life and just dealing with the potential breakup and, you know, things having to move forward and me not being with my boyfriend after such a long time, it will be an adjustment, but it won't be something that is impossible or can't be done. And same for him. So... I feel how I feel. I feel my feelings. I talk about it. There are times I am sad about it, but I'm also hopeful at the same time. And I feel like later on down the line, this will be for the better. And, you know, sometimes I wonder what it would be like after I move out and I move away and all that. But at the same time, I'm not terrified you know concerned a little scared of the unknown and not knowing what to expect yeah I just want to have security for myself I want to have that financial independence and stability for myself to where I don't always feel like I need support from someone else and it's not bad because we all need support so you shouldn't get to the point to where you're so cold stone that you don't need support from anybody that's not healthy either but you do need I feel to have some type of financial stability and independence to where if you were to leave or walk away tomorrow 
I will be okay. And I have, I have never had that. And that makes me kind of sad. But I've never had that because I've always had support. Well, no, I shouldn't say sad because someone reminded me that it's not a bad thing. And it's not, you know, to be sheltered is not bad. To have that safety and security and support is not bad. It's good because you, because I am saying you, I wasn't exposed to a lot of things. And I feel like God wanted that for me. God didn't want me exposed to certain things because he knew that I probably couldn't handle it. It would crush me. It would traumatize me. So no regrets there. It's just that I I wish, I guess, I knew what that was like. And I'm trying to get into what that is like. And in therapy, like in therapy, I was told, you know, once you, once you start living on your own, there's a lot of things you're not going to be able to do anymore that you were accustomed to doing, not making the money you make now. Because I don't make bad money. I make decent money, but because I'm part-time, it's not as much as it could be. So my therapist was trying to bring me into this reality. And I was aware of it. I didn't like it, but I was aware of it. So there's certain things I'm going to miss. I'm not going to die. I'll still live. But there's certain things I'm going to miss that I'm not going to be able to do for a time being because there will come a time where I can do them again. And there's certain things I can make up for. it, Like my hair, I can do my hair myself. I can figure something out with it because I'm not going to be able to always get my hair done when I start paying my own rent. All alone, like no help. Given I don't get a roommate because I, I may get a roommate. I'm, I'm kind of in between with that. It's just a matter of who. I'm praying God like you know, makes it work out for me to where I can be roommates with someone that I already know, that I'm comfortable with, that I get along with. Because I don't want it to be a new person that I don't know. I'm just not going to be comfortable. And people are, I don't know. I mean, I know there are good people out there, but <clears throat> there's not that many. And I'm sensitive, I'm particular in a certain way, so I don't know. And honestly... I really want my own space to where it's all mine. All mine. That song came to my head. All mine. I want that. My own closet space. Big walk-in closet space. You know, I can just have my shoes and clothes up the way I want. I'm looking forward to that. And I can have that when I'm married too because I've had it. I can have it again. But it's just when you have a roommate, you don't have the whole place to yourself. And depending on how big your room is, your closet is not going to be that big. And I really, I don't, I don't want that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to live entirely alone either. So yeah, I'm just, life be life. And I just think about those things. And I still have no one. So lastly, love. Because this podcast is going a little longer than I intended. Love. I love love. Y'all know I love love. I love love. Love is a beautiful thing. Love is amazing. I will never give up on love. I'm in love with love, I want love, I'm going to get love, I'm going to have love, and it's going to be just as just as good as it is now or better, okay? That is what I'm speaking over my life for myself, because I already told myself, there's no way I'm leaving a relationship, a good relationship to go into something bad or worse like I'm not decreasing I'm increasing so there's a lot of stuff Morelli not going to be tolerating I'm 
don't care who you are, how much money you make. Your money don't impress me. Do you know Jesus? Do you have character? Are you compassionate? Are you caring? Are you kind? Do you know how to talk to a lady? That's what grabs my attention. Not how much money you make. Given, I would like for you to be a good provider. Yes, but that's not that's not what's going to get me or make me think, you know what? I want to deal with this dude. No. Because you can have good money, make good money, and be a total ASS. A total jack ASS. Y'all know I'm like cursing, right? Okay. So it has to be a lot more than that. And, you know, as I've shared before, I've never had a guy love me more than I love him. Because I love heart. Okay, this is the first time that I've experienced this, and I love it. I like it. It's a good feeling. It's a great feeling. And I will have it again. Should it come to that, I will have it again. And a woman knows. Trust me, a woman knows when a man loves her more. Or when he really loves her, she knows. Because it shows, it shows, it shows, it shows. That's all I can say. It shows. So I have no regrets with this experience, with this relationship. No regrets, which is a good thing. Um, There was a rocky part of our relationship, but we got through it. You know, all because of him being open and honest. And, you know, it was great. That's why it's good to communicate and be open and honest with your partner. It's a great thing. So, Morelli is not going back to no BS. Not that I've been in BS before, but it's just that I've... I don't know. I've just always been the one that loved harder and more. Which isn't necessarily bad, but it's not good either if that makes sense that's how i see it so anyways um i think i'm gonna end it here it's 12 24 um and uh i need to get some rest so i'm going to read the kindness for today get get my book here and then I'm going to call it a night and really call it a night because I would say that and then start doing other stuff and it's like girl didn't you just say you were going to go to bed oh and I wanted to share real quick before I, I read this I wanted to share that I still have my dad's number saved in my phone I just wanted to share this in case somebody else does this you're not alone okay I still have my dad's number saved in my phone, and sometimes I'll text him, knowing I'm not going to get a text back, but I still text him. And I find that comforting. Um, It doesn't bother me. It doesn't really make me sad either. But I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's something that I find comforting that I just do. So... Oh, excuse me. I just wanted to share that. Okay, so kindness for today. It's not instant. The Holy Spirit produces the kind of fruit in our lives. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. 
love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Galatians 5.22 When you assess when you assess the list of the scripture, does it make you feel like you aren't living up to a standard? You might quickly think of a recent time you haven't displayed joy or patience. This does not mean that you are not living out your faith. The fruit on a tree takes time to develop. It comes after hard seasons and significant growth. Stop being so hard on yourself and remember that the Holy Spirit is always at work in you. Remember to keep asking for guidance and strength. The fruit is something that will develop as you go. Nevertheless, when the time comes for that fruit to appear, make sure to put it on display and offer it as a gift to others. And the act of kindness is smile at a person in the car next to you. I like that. That is awesome. So yeah, do that tomorrow, um, this week. Just do that. I'm always smiling though, y'all. So I mean, I'm gonna do it, but I'm. I'm I don't be mug. I don't be mean mugging. That's just not me. I smile at people. I smile at strangers. I'm just pleasant. Thanks be to God. So, I will end here. If you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Savior, I welcome you to do so. If you are not sure about your salvation or what salvation is, you can read that in Romans 10, 9 in your Bible or you can look it up online. Please know that God loves you no matter where you've been, what you've done, what you did last night, if you smoked weed, if you had sex, if you cussed somebody out, if you stole. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. However long ago it was, Jesus loves you. He wants to be a part of your life. But you have to welcome him into your heart as your personal savior. And I just want to end with saying that you will not feel fully fulfilled until you know the calling God has in your life. It doesn't matter how good your career is going. It doesn't matter how, how great of a mother or father you think you are. It doesn't matter how many kids you have. All that doesn't matter because you can have all of that and still feel empty and still feel like you are not fulfilled. You can be successful and still feel unfulfilled. And that's because you do not have Christ and you do not know the calling on your life. Or you can have Christ and still feel unfulfilled because you don't know the calling that he has in your life. So it's like, you need to know what that is and God can help you. If you don't know what it is because um, I know for me I I feel my best and my most I feel my best and the most successful when I am working in the calling God has for my life when I'm working in ministry when I'm doing his will I just feel great it's just that it's not something I'm getting paid for. I, I, I would like to volunteer there and get paid for it because, you know, I, I, I need to um, I need to live. And in order to live, it costs. Because the cost of living is expensive. So that's just where I'm at. But I know the calling God has in my life. It's just that I'm not able yet anyway to put it into, like, a job... I guess it's kind of hard to explain. But yeah, but I mean, I take Jesus wherever I go. I mean, you know, at work, dealing with people, you know, I, I, I want to share the love of Christ and be kind to people, which I do. But it's just that I want a job that's with 
in the lines of my ministry and the calling on my life. That's what I want. So that's what I'm going to pray for. And yeah, so have a great night. Thank you for listening. Please know you can email me at begentlewithyourmental at gmail.com. Questions, prayer, confessions, anything. There's no judgment here. This is a safe space, a safe place. I am a safe person. So have a great night. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting my podcast. And I pray that it grows and touches many lives. And also, I'm trying to work on my mic because I have this great mic that I barely use because I'm still trying to figure out how to set it up to my MacBook to where I can start doing recordings on it more often. Okay? Thank you. God bless. And take care.